This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 760, 10 Reasons Why We Don't Stick to Things, part one by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. Happy Tuesday, hope you're having a great week, and welcome to Optimal Living Daily, where I narrate the best blogs I can get permission from that help you optimize your life. And this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Learning, the online learning platform with thousands of expert-led video tutorials to help you build your business, tech, and creative skills. LinkedIn Learning now features content from lynda.com, the leader in online learning for the past 20 years. For a free 30-day trial, visit linkedin.com optimal and start achieving more today. I got another post for you from Zen Habits, and this one's a little on the longer side. It's kind of like two posts in one, actually. So I'm gonna break it up into two for you. So let's jump right into part one as we optimize your life. 10 Reasons Why We Don't Stick to Things, Part 1, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. We all do it in some form. Tell ourselves we're gonna do something, and then we often end up not sticking to that plan. Maybe one or more of these will resonate with you. You say you're gonna stick to a certain diet, and then you end up breaking it in half a day, and then mostly abandoning it. You say you're gonna work hard on certain projects and not procrastinate anymore, and then you get distracted by something and the plan goes out the door. You say you're gonna meditate or do yoga, read, write, etc. every morning, and then one of these mornings you are in a rush or are tired and skip the meditation. Then you do it again the next day. You say you're gonna stay on top of your email or read more or finally tackle that clutter, and the plan doesn't even get off the ground. You say you're gonna work out four times a week, and that works out exactly once, then you just don't go to the gym. So what's going on? Are we just horrible people with no discipline? Are we liars, never to be believed? Are we hopeless cases, consigned to spending a life on the couch, eating donuts and potato chips, watching Netflix and hating ourselves? I find this a fascinating subject, and I've been studying it in myself and in the thousands of people I've worked with. Here's what I've been finding. The reasons we don't stick with our plan. One of the things I've found is that there isn't always just one reason. Sometimes it's multiple reasons at once, or other times it's different reasons depending on the situation or the type of person you are. But here are some of the most common reasons we don't stick to things. Number one, we don't take it seriously. This is my number one problem in this area. I tell myself I'm gonna stick to a new plan, but I think that's enough to make it happen. I somehow assume it's gonna be easy, despite all the past evidence that the only time I stick to things is when I take them seriously and put in a serious effort. Most of the time, we just half commit to something, kind of like only being half in a relationship. With that kind of commitment, eventually, you'll be out of it. Number two, we just forget. We tell ourselves we're gonna meditate every day with complete resolve, then the morning comes and we just plain forget. We remember later, but we're busy then. The next morning, we forget again. By the time we remember, we feel disappointed with ourselves and give up. Number three, We run from discomfort or uncertainty. When the exercise habit or meditation gets uncomfortable, we stop enjoying it and make up excuses to put it off. When we face a difficult habit like writing or big tasks at work, there's a lot of uncertainty in those tasks, so we start finding reasons to put it off. We don't like uncertainty or discomfort, so we try to get out of it. Number four, we give in to temptation out of habit. Temptation is all around us. The temptation of chocolate cake when we said we're gonna stick to a diet, the temptation of TV when we said we're gonna go to bed earlier, 
the temptation of the phone or internet when we said we're gonna meditate. Actually, temptation is just a bit of discomfort, but our habitual response is to just give in, rationalize and let the temptation rule our response. Number five, we rationalize. When something gets difficult or we have a temptation in front of us, our minds start to rationalize why it's okay to do what we said we weren't going to do. Our brains can be very, very good at rationalizing. Just one more won't hurt. Or, you worked hard, you deserve it. Or, this time doesn't count, you'll start tomorrow. Or, it's a special occasion, this is a good exception. These all sound reasonable, except that they sabotage our plans. Once we start to believe these rationalizations, sticking to anything goes out the door. Number six, we renegotiate. We say we're going to do something, then when the moment comes to do it, we're feeling temptation, discomfort, uncertainty. And so we start to say, well, I'm still going to do it, but in five minutes after I check my messages. Or I'm tired right now, I'll just take a day off and do it tomorrow. This is another form of rationalization basically just a habitual response to not wanting to do something, a way to get out of it. My friend Tynan says one of the most harmful things to the habit of self-discipline and building trust in ourselves is a habit of renegotiating with ourselves. Number seven, we dislike the experience and avoid things we dislike. This seems natural. If I don't like to eat vegetables, I probably will avoid them. If I don't like to face an uncomfortable writing task, I'll put it off. But the problem is that with every habit, with every difficult project, we're gonna find multiple moments of discomfort, of disliking the experience. We'll never stick to anything if we bail as soon as we dislike something. Instead, we have to see that this habit of disliking, judging, resenting, mentally complaining, and avoiding is hurting us. We don't need to like everything about an experience to put ourselves fully into it. We are stronger than that. Number eight, we forget why it's important. Maybe you started out taking something seriously, but then a week into it, you've forgotten. Now you're just thinking about how uncomfortable it is. If we forget the importance of something, and if something doesn't really matter to us, we shouldn't commit to it. If we forget, we won't have a good reason to push into discomfort. Number nine, we get down on ourselves or give up in disappointment. When we falter, when we don't meet our ideals or expectations, when we mess up in some way, it's actually not a big deal. Just learn from it and start again. But instead, we often beat ourselves up, feel super disappointed in ourselves. This isn't helpful. It can actually sabotage our efforts. Number 10, there are too many barriers. This is the simplest one, but we often forget. Let's say I wanna start eating healthier and even have a plan for how I want to eat. But then morning comes, I'm hungry and in a hurry, and I'm supposed to make a tofu scramble, which requires a lot of chopping of vegetables, cooking, cleaning, Too many things to do right now when I'm hungry, so I'll just eat the bagel that will take two minutes to make. This is a big problem with most things we wanna stick to. There are barriers that are too high for when we're tired, rushed, or not feeling like it. Driving 20 minutes to the gym, having to declutter the living room before you meditate, having a lot of distractions when you write, anything that requires more than five minutes of prep time before we can get started, it's too high of a barrier. Okay, so those are the reasons we don't stick to things. Many of you are pretty familiar with these, but it's good to be reminded, and it's a smart idea to give them some consideration. Why do we let these obstacles continue to trip us up? Aren't there good solutions? Yes, there are, and they're not all that difficult to implement if we just consciously decide to do them and then take action to remember them and make them happen. Let's take a look.
overcome these barriers, get better at sticking to things. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled 10 Reasons We Don't Stick to Things by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. So we'll hear how to stick to things tomorrow. And this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Learning, now featuring content from lynda.com, the leader in online learning for the past 20 years. A successful entrepreneur is constantly learning and LinkedIn Learning offers courses to strengthen every aspect of your business. They offer finance and accounting courses, including dozens of tutorials on QuickBooks and Excel, web development and design courses, including Google Analytics and the entire suite of Adobe software, and marketing courses that cover everything from AdWords to content marketing and SEO. LinkedIn Learning has courses for all experience levels covering a wide range of technical skills, creative techniques, business strategies, and more. As a business owner myself, I always find myself needing to learn new software or learning certain features of programs that I already use. Like when I did my green screen video, I had never even opened up After Effects before. I checked out their course on it and it would have saved me so much time. It's great because you can skip to the sections you want to learn about and go at your own pace. There are no hidden charges or upsells. Access all the courses you want, all for one monthly price, available worldwide. You can learn from anywhere, from your tablet, computer, or mobile device. And I got a special deal for you. You can get a free 30-day trial with LinkedIn Learning by visiting linkedin.com optimal. That's linkedin.com optimal, all lowercase. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, that'll do it for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow with the conclusion of this post and where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.